Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. Yes, while GEICO could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, GEICO has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I am your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week, it's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, as if it could be anything else. Man. I almost feel like we should have uh, had that hooked on a feeling it's song. big. Yeah, yeah that would have been, been Yeah, been kind of funny, We could but... pay for the rights to... <laughs> oh, we have to pay for that. Wow. Do some of that. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, man, huge, and was, you had to yeah. expect it. It was right. uh, really big, and you you knew it was coming, and yet still, right. I was kind of surprised that it did as well as it did, especially, you know, considering big things that were not as big as I thought they would be within the last, like, few months. Right. But, man, everyone jumped on the Guardians of the Galaxy bandwagon. What is it, like, like 95 a pretty million? Big way. It, it was it's, huge. It's just uh, under 100. It's, it, was even, it was even huge on, like, Thursday night. Yeah. It was yeah. huge on Friday. It's been huge the whole, the whole time. And, and it's just weird. I mean, yeah. it's just weird for me that this is, like, so massive. Right. It's like right. everyone's okay with that. I mean, especially because it's the Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. It's not even like it's Batman or a Superman no. or you know the Avengers I'd give you because we know the Hulk and we know right. Iron Man and stuff like that. Right. But this is like, you know, pull out some random yeah. superheroes that nobody knows who they are anyway and yeah. throw some old music at it and yeah. everyone shows up and everyone and loved it. it. It's, yeah. It's incredible. And uh, yeah, critics are are being pretty nice to it. That's the that's the weird there's some weirder thing. There's some critics who are not loving it, right. but like overall, yeah, critics are being Very really nice to it. Yeah, uh, the people who are you know chiming in on like uh, Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic and yep. IMDb and stuff where you get your user ratings. Yep. Everybody seems to All be favorable, uh, very okay with it. Yeah. And uh, and man, it's just huge. So you are gonna need to go see this if you haven't already. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the review, I do want to uh, throw out we are giving this away on Blu-ray. So yeah, right. uh, you need to listen to the whole show. When we get towards the end of the show, we will give you the secret code, and you can uh, email in your entry. And then, as soon as it comes out, you don't have to worry about getting it or waiting in line or, uh, you know, because it's going to fly off shelves and be out of stock. <laughs> it will. <Yeah. laughs> so, if this is any indication. Uh, yeah. Seriously. Walmart has already yeah. tripled their order. Right. God knows Well, and that was the other thing that was really strange, too. Just before the film, like, started really making premieres, like, sequels and cartoons and things. Like, oh, yeah. It, it, had, it locked it, down it had, all this It hadn't even stuff. come out. Yeah, it hadn't even come out yet. And already uh, the second one's locked in. They knew. And yeah. a TV show. Test audiences is, is off coming. the charts. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. And it's so weird, too, because, you know, the... That doesn't re- happen all the time. The really yeah. weird thing for me about, now that I've seen the movie, right? about uh, people jumping on board with this so easily, apparently, and then also coming out of it and loving it. Right. The thing for me that's weird about that is that this is a movie based on weird characters that nobody knows. Yeah. Right? I mean, you've got uh, Drax the Destroyer. Right. You've got Thanos shows up. Right. Gamora, all these people, um, Rocket Raccoon and Groot and, and the whole shebang, right? Right. And the movie never explains who any of them are. They just doesn't assume tell you, know. you anything. Yeah. You get a about hint. anyone. You get a little hint at Star Lord. You get a little hint at Peter Quill. You, but you, that's you get, it. You get little hints. Everything else you're but just supposed like, to kind of be on with. It's like they made this movie and said, you know, all of that like 
exposition stuff that we're going to do where we talk about uh, why the characters exist and all, all that stuff, we'll, we'll sort of throw down a little hint, but that's all in the second movie. Right. And yeah. The you'll third get that movie later or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like, like, you know, even Drax, I think is very weird because, you know, that's like a crazy story yeah. in, in itself, kind of. And, and, uh, you know, I mean, I don't need, I'm not even going to get into like the whole story, but it's like the, I don't even know the whole story, but the, you know, the Eternals came and rescued him from when his, uh, now, okay. Even, even to this extent, do I not know the story, but I thought actually his wife and kid were supposed to have been killed by Thanos. So like directly. Right. So, and I, Maybe it's a I admit I could totally be yeah. wrong about that. But anyway, um, and, you know, then he's taken and given superpowers and turned into another being because he was just a guy. Right. And but do you get any of that? No. All you get is that his wife and kid were killed right. and that we refer to him as someone who has really kicked some ass right. for a long time trying to get at people, whatever. Yeah. But you get like nothing about the story, right. and Thanos, right. you get there he is, right. and it, am I supposed to think he's cool? I guess I am. The movie sort of looks like I'm supposed to think he's cool, but you don't, you don't know anything about him or get any information. Right. It's so weird, yeah. It, that it, like it every, often... everyone's on board with these characters. You know, it, when Iron Man comes out, if, right. you, if you don't know who Iron Man is, yeah. When Iron Man comes out, not everyone's going to know a whole lot about Iron Man when that first movie came out. They right. don't read comics or whatever. No. But, man, you can find out really easily. Yeah. But when you first heard about this movie, you can't just, like, ask 20 random people right. who these people are. Right. Nobody knows who these people are. Even you could read a lot of comics and not know much of anything about them. So, yeah. anyway, I just thought it was really weird that both, we're going to throw out some characters that nobody knows, and we're also not going to tell you anything Nothing. about and, them. <laughs> and in a lot of ways, that's one of the things that we've always agreed on with whatever film. Like, I don't need to see Batman's parents die again or Spider-Man learn his powers again. Right, like, just right. dump us in the middle of it. Right. And this one does and doesn't even hint that Eventually, it's going to give you anything Eventually else. dump us in the middle of it right. or something. You know, right. like, like in 15 years when they reboot Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> right. then just throw me in the middle. Right, right. right. Or like in 20 years, yeah. whatever, when it's uh, the third version. <laughs> of the first movie of Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Except except that I will, because it didn't happen in this one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I don't know. Anyway. Um, so not a whole lot going on. We did get one uh, listener question, and uh, I thought it was strange because I wasn't sure why it was being asked. Oh. So uh, okay. this was Amy in... Long Island, she That's got to be New York. Okay. All right. Uh, that's what I'm Hopefully. guessing. It could be the other one, but... It could be, uh, but we're going to go with anyway. New York. Right. So the question that she asked uh, really, qu- <laughs> really quickly yep. was uh, about vacation movies, which yeah. I, thought, I thought it was really funny because I'm like, uh, when have we mentioned that specific phrase? And I'm like, I don't know that we've talked about that since like maybe Hangover 3 or something. Maybe, and maybe or, Amy's getting ready to do some vacation, so she's thinking vacation she, films. She could she's make firing up the National Lampoons. So, no, not those vacation movies. <laughs> those are vacation movies. Those are vacation movies. Apparently, we, we mentioned this at some point. Yeah. And like I said, I was trying to think of it, and I, I know that, you know, the Hangover movies are like kind of, for me anyway, the epitome of vacation movies. But right. um, I guess we mentioned it and didn't really say anything about it and didn't really put it in like a great context. But huh. she asked about it in a way that made some context for it and everything. Okay. And, you know, so like I said, in the, over the last few shows, I can't think of anything where we said this. We may have thrown it and away. And maybe we didn't. And yeah. obviously the phone will start ringing now. Yeah, but sure. uh, somebody's calling in to tell us. <laughs> right. That would be a great. Um, so like the Hangover movie is a perfect example and uh, any of them really. Right. And it's really like a movie that ends up being kind of half-assed because the whole reason all the actors are making the movie is because they get to take a vacation to Thailand and work for a few days. Oh, I see. Okay. And 
And so that kind of vacation movie, right? It's like the movie itself is a vacation for everybody working on it, where you're pretending that you're doing work making a movie. Right. But really, you're just making something really stupid. And and, you get a free trip to Martha's Vineyard or Japan or wherever. Right, exactly. And you get get a great deal out of making the movie. Yeah. um, but I, but there was nothing else to the question, like uh, good, bad, indifferent. So she just wanted to mention. She just said, films. you said this, yeah. and what's that supposed to mean, basically? And Ooh. so I'm like, did we say it? And then, so I'm thinking Amy's going way back. We may need a follow-up email from and, Amy. And listening to a lot of yeah. uh, older, older, <laughs> older shows. Right. And because I'm, I'm like, I really can't think of when we have referenced I can't that either. in I, like a long time. I have like a vague reference, uh, a vague memory of some throwaway reference we made about The Hangover a couple of weeks ago. Really, like just some off-tangent thing we talked about. Right, That's I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. But, it, it, you know, look, if Amy's there, we love email. We love right. addressing emails. We love bringing it up on the show. If if you can be more specific, let us know. Right. And, I, I mean, we'll go listen to the show again, and we'll figure out what we were really trying yeah, to say. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. Because if, it, if it's enough for you to write in, then it's enough for us to answer. But I don't, I don't know what to say. I, I, and, you know, I was wondering, too, if, like, uh, you know, did I write something on the site where Maybe I mentioned you did it? it but, I, yeah. but not recently. You didn't see it. I yeah. mean, I, I don't remember I, saying anything about it recently. I'm game for the question. I just don't really know what the question is. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, in general, we probably said something very negative about vacation movies yeah. or something. I, w- I would imagine. I suspect I mean, that would be you then. You're I, very I imagine we. I imagine we <laughs> didn't say, this is just a vacation movie, and <laughs> right. that's awesome. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> or whatever. Right. But, um, but they... They are, not to go wildly off on this tangent, they are the kind of things that can become really infuriating to fans yeah. of those people. Yeah. Where, you know, like, for example, if you're among the people that hates uh, The Hangover 3, right? then it's pretty easy to get a little miffed that these people won't go do something else and be in something good. So you can see them being in something good. Right. And they're, you know... Right wasting their time making lots of money right making some garbage right right so anyway i don't know but if there's more that we need to get to on that then maybe happily maybe we need uh, a follow-up email yeah we got a couple of emails that didn't ask any questions right um that were related to um oh crap now i can't remember her name uh teenage mutant ninja turtles Um, megan fox yeah we got a couple of emails because now she just said right. people who don't like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles can f off basically, right. and right. but but no question about it, right? <laughs> just a couple of people just, sent us an email and said rather negative things about Megan Fox, yeah. and you, you know especially I mean Megan Fox is Megan Fox, and who cares at some right. point really? But right. but you know she even like goes so far as to say like how much money did. Transformers 4 make. So if you don't like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you can F off. Right. That's well, an interesting parallel of Okay. Thought, but, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's, she's interesting. I, you know, I don't know her personally. I don't know if she's misunderstood, misquoted all the time. I don't know. I know people think she's attractive, not terribly deep as an actor, but she still works. But sooner right. or later, these, these things that she does, these grenades that she launches into her own right. career... They're gonna they're gonna put her on a reality show somewhere, and then that'll be that. Well, yeah, maybe. I mean, I mean, if you are you psyched to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? No, I am none psyched. And, to and see so TV. it is reasonable to expect you're not at all psyched then that she's in it. it it's just it's not like a deal. Well, no, it doesn't so, make any difference. Yeah. But see, here's the thing with that movie too, and her comment and her connection to Transformers right. Four. You know, like the original trans the the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. Yeah. are totally stupid. Yeah, I mean, they by could, design, they could not be more dumb, right? And you know, it, you get in the middle of a movie that's from a comic book, that's from a cartoon, and right. it, even to the point that you don't know which it's really from, and it doesn't matter because we're making up other stuff anyway, right? And trying to smash it all together, and then Vanilla Ice comes out and starts singing in the middle of your movie and crap. Yeah. Right, it's totally a dumb movie, right? Yeah, and but I think that Megan Fox possibly. Has yeah. gone wrong somewhere because uh, I still want it to be a good movie. 
Yeah. It's still good in its own special way of being like a dumb, yeah. fun movie. And it's not a movie that, you know, now I'm going to go back and go hooray for this movie, right? Right, right. But, I mean, when that movie came out, I was pretty little. Right. Uh, that was a long time ago, a actually. Ago. Yeah. And that all of those movies came out. And uh, I was a much younger person then. And, you know, it was fun. Yeah. I mean, it was like, okay. It was okay. It, but what it it was stupid, but it was not the kind of movie that was going, hey, you're really stupid for watching this, right? right. I mean, it was just dumb, fun stuff that's not – Yeah, you're not supposed to take it with an equal shot of Shakespeare or something right. and go, this is like my whatever. Yeah. And, you know, like Transformers for sure made a bunch of money, but it's almost like she's saying, look, there are people who are dumb enough that they're going to go see it anyway – and you people who want to worry about whether it's going to be good or not, right. you can F off. Right. All we need is to make a bunch of money with all right. the stupid people who will go see it anyway. And right. then you're going, I mean, what is it that you're trying to say by <laughs> yeah. saying any of it? I mean, yeah. if you're going to remake uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and then there's, gonna, there's like all this controversy about – well, now it's about a totally different thing, or is it about a totally different thing, or what's going on? And you just go, look, if you care what we do with the movie, then F off. Right. Uh, what? Right. <laughs> I mean, right. <laughs> at some point, why is it Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? It's right. just like the Batman question, right? Here we question, go. Right? Here why we don't, go, winding you up. Why don't you just make up a new just thing? Just make something. <laughs> yeah. Then they can be from space, and it doesn't right. have to be nuclear waste or whatever. And Nothing. Whatever. Anyway, yeah. so uh, we so did, just a random bunch did, of emails about Bash and Megan Fox. We got that's cool too. We got four or five emails. Yeah, that's cool. Of people saying uh, that that sucks and yeah. don't you agree? Although, right. but not. I mean, right. that's like vaguely what they were about, but not right. really like a question about it or anything. Because yeah, yeah. What question could there be really? I mean, just uh, some people wrote in and. Hated on Megan Fox. At least, so at, least there you go. at least in a strange way, maybe to just get off the, the topic anyway. But in a, in a strange way, what she's doing is arguably better or worse than what Jim Carrey did for Kick-Ass 2. At least she's coming out and basically saying, look, if you don't like it, don't go. Right. Instead of, hey, you paid me a lot of money. I'm really against this movie. Like, there, there's a weird duplicity yeah. there. Like, I don't know. Is she more honorable? Probably not. Right. But, you know, is her message a little bit more believable? Maybe, because she didn't take a huge payday for stuff. But, well, know. and, you know, it's just interesting when people bash their own films or support them in a way that looks like they're bashing it. Right. You don't know which side they're on. Like, <laughs> I would say to her if I was an executive producer, like, are you trying to help me right. get people here next week? Because you've got to try harder. That's not working. Because <laughs> it doesn't seem like It doesn't really doing sound it, right. like what you're doing is promotional. So, right. anyway. Right, especially if you're just... Uh, Telling a whole bunch of people who might go who see it. Who could be going to see right? your film. That, uh, F you. Right. We don't need you. Yeah. Anyway, it, it actually it kind of works with Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Because, yeah. especially since she like, says Transformers, right? Because right. Guardians of the Galaxy is, is still ultimately a really goofy A movie. really goofy, fun, no serious frills attached kind of thing. Right. And then... Right. And then it's like you got somebody in the movie going, well, if, do you want it to be good? I don't care. F off. Yeah. I mean, you want it to be right. good, too? It's just a goofy, stupid movie. Right. But, you know, there are, there are good versions of it yeah. and there are bad yeah. versions of it. And, yeah. you know, whatever. Anyway. And even that, like, that's an easy segue to it, but we won't, we won't get into it just yet. But just to say easily, we saw it Friday afternoon. We didn't see it in 3D. Right. No, I feel like... It would be better in 3D. It was. It was. It interesting. had a lot of stuff looked, that looked like it was really, really designed for. Right? Like to there be were times. 3D, like right? yeah. yeah. And and I wondered when we were watching it. I thought, well, we see a fair amount of these that are in 3D but don't need to be. And right. I thought, right. This one might have. This one might have benefited a bit. But and and also as the segue goes, what I was trying to say about silly films and things. There, there's presumably end scenes. You think there's stuff at the end of this film. Uh, there is. Right. And if you're a diehard Marvel comic book movie fan, you might enjoy it, but it's not the kind of thing. But it's that, doubtful. It, it, it's, it's reasonable to expect that most people will be a little clueless as to like what just happened. Right. But it's not necessarily tied into the Avengers. It's, it's, it's something it's different. Also, it's another goofy movie. It's also, so. the, this thing that happens at the end, it connects to something that happens right. more middle-ish yeah, yeah. somewhere, yep. where what the scene is, is because... You don't know 
right? right. It, just because it could be like the last one we saw where all of a sudden you're in ancient Egypt and right, it has yeah. nothing X-Men to do with everything. the movie that you just watched, right. right? But this one is actually, it's just really connected yeah. little extra bit of right from this movie. And so. I think I'm kind of, in, in a weird way, I mean, that'll be, if we have time to get to it and we'll eventually get to it, but it'll be interesting to see if you liked it or not. I, I kind of like not having another throwaway scene of like Thanos just no, smirking yeah. at the yeah. screen again. Like I've already seen that. Do right. do anything. And now that there's so many options, they can just do anything at the end of the movies. Well, now, and so. see for me, like you know, the best ever of that was the Avengers. Yeah, because I thought that was really cool. That was disposable okay. and nothing, and just cool. Yeah. But when all of a sudden, what you're going to do with that is, I mean, there are lots of options of doing. I don't know, something that's worthwhile. I yeah. don't even, maybe that has no meaning in itself. But when, what it's going to be is like a few seconds of a commercial for the next movie that you're making. Right. I don't want to see that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I've got plenty of time to see <laughs> right. all of to your see every commercial. Yeah. Right. Anyway, okay, yeah. so Guardians of the Galaxy. Now yeah. that we've uh, wasted a whole lot of time, um, we have to throw out the ratings. Yeah. And, uh, we uniquely, I think, again, so it's not that unique, but really didn't talk about the movie at all yeah. or give any indications about anything. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty much at like seven and a half. I'm a star ahead of you. I'm, I'm eight and a half. Okay. It's not, uh, that, not that big I, of a difference. I kind of thought you might be just because I figured if you weren't, you'd be rolling your eyes at yeah. a lot more while we were watching <laughs> yeah. it or something. There'd be some indication of, I, if you hated this, right. I would have known about and it. And man, I was coming in, I, I wasn't coming into hating it, but I had real low expectations. I was like two I or did, three, I did too. you know, and I kept thinking the easy thing I was referring to was the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It right. just, not because of the weirdness of a talking raccoon and a living tree and all these things, but just, it just didn't look solid. And you hit on it when we started watching it, which was, um, you know, the preview doesn't show you anything about what you're doing in the film. It's just, just got cool scenes right, or right. things that look cool. And you don't know anything about the antagonist. Right. The, There's the, no the, plot. The whole plot. Anything, like, it's just right. a bunch of cool things. And that's usually a sign that a film is weak. Uh, part, of my, part of my having an eight and a half is that it was a big surprise at how much fun it was. It probably could have been a little bit better, but I don't know how great this film could have truly been. Right. If it had been maybe a little bit more tighter. I mean, it's over two hours, right. and there's a there's a leeway there. It's it's, it's not a lot fun. though. I think, it's only right? two and a half. It, it's, it's two hours and two minutes, and okay. there's a lot of. Right. We sat through all the credits, so there's a lot of credits. But it it almost it almost gets caught up in its own machine. Um, I think if there was a there's a transition right before the uh, the climax of the film that's kind of not boring, but it doesn't have the same steam that the rest of the film had for me. And I kind of lost a bit there. Right. But it's, it there's, made its own bed and it had to lie in it. And the, the right. plot that it had set up needed it. So it's okay, but it just didn't have the same push that the first hour and 20 minutes did. Right. So. I think there's a, a part of, I don't know, a part of trying to rate this movie where you have to look at it more than your average moviegoer. Yeah. In the sense that there's a lot of different movies in this movie. Yeah. And it's, you know, where it's an escape film and it's like this whole adventure thing. I think that there's a sense in which this movie starts out, it wants to just for the whole time be like at a dead run. Yeah. And just be doing everything as fast as you possibly can. Even like I think a good example for me was when we start having the plan to escape. Yeah. And what we do is we have Groot just sidestep any planning. Yeah. And make it so that we we're not it's not a plan anymore. Now yeah. it's just go. Yeah. And because that's what the movie wants to do all the time. It wants yeah. to just go. Yeah. Like always. Yep. But eventually it gets to a point where it goes, okay, look, we're going to have to talk at some point <laughs> yeah. and say something and have somebody explain right. anything about what's going on. And when you get to that point, the, uh, I guess the first part when you get to that is not too bad. There's kind of like a little break early on when we just take like a quick break and start talking about stuff. Yeah. But then 
ultimately we go through all the rest of the movie, and then it's almost like we just slam on the brakes right. and go, okay, now start talking about stuff right. and explaining stuff. And it goes on a little long, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, now I have to think about like all this stuff now that happened and whatever. Yeah, right. And I don't know, it just didn't, it just didn't work that great. Um, but overall, yeah, it, it really was like a lot of fun. It really was and fun. A lot of my rating going all the way down to as far as it did, which is not it's not that bad. Real low, seven and a half, right? Is really good, yeah. A lot of that was I I feel like this movie just needed like a little more planning behind it. Yeah, and then it started doing stuff that I just kind of didn't like that it was doing certain things yeah. in, in, in like a very weird way. Some of the things that I didn't like that it was doing was like in kind of like a weird comic book fanboy sort of way. Yeah. And then yeah. some of the things that I didn't like what it was doing was, you know, more in like a movie critic way where I'm like, oh, why do that to, right. you know, your pacing and, right. and, and all this stuff. And then some of it was like, you know, when you get to – when you get to the end of the movie and it's almost like a bad Three Stooges, you know, thing is what gets you out of your problems, then I'm like, oh, really? Right. And, you know, okay, uh, I'd, speaking of how nobody knows who these characters are, right? Yeah. So uh, Star-Lord gets uh, taken right. when he's a little kid by this band of mercenaries. Right who are all led by the one mercenary who has some ability to whistle an arrow through everything. Cool. I have, like, never seen – I have no I idea who that is. Yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, I have never seen that character before, yeah. and I have no idea who that is. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, my comic book fanboyness apparently right. is your, your out of whack for a yeah, while, Yeah, you've got to go right? to the comic store. Um, but – the whole theory of what he can do yeah. was really overworked and shoved in my face too many times. And there's nothing about what he can do with this magic arrow that somehow relieves him of being worried that someone's just going to pop him. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. because he's with all these horrible... Pirates, basically. Pi- yeah, yeah, it's like a pirate crew. Yeah. And he's Blackbeard. These are like the Ravagers, and yeah. somebody is going to just kill you in your sleep or walk up behind you when you're not ready to whistle or right. whatever right. And, and kill you. <laughs> and it, it would be fine if we'd have just kind of showed him being scary and then yeah. show the thing working or whatever. Right. But we have to watch it so many times that by the time you get towards the end, really, and he does something really cool, yeah. you're kind of like, ah, whatever. I mean, that would have been <laughs> yeah. really awesome yeah. if we hadn't had to watch him so many times with that thing. I don't know. There, so that, you know, didn't work. And I didn't like The Collector either. Yeah. Because it was like, it was like we killed The Collector. In like the first movie that he really makes an appearance, it's like we've gotten rid of him. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we completely blew up his collection. <laughs> He'll and you're like, one. wait a minute. That's, that's what collectors do. The whole thing like makes the collector into like kind of a, you know, <laughs> comic like character. Oh, like ooh. I know, but like uh, like you know, he's very like goofy, cartoony yeah. kind of a bad guy. If he's a bad guy, it, yeah, uh, because maybe he's just a guy, right? But it, it really, like, why even throw him out there just to, like, throw him away, basically? Right. And so I didn't like that. But but overall, man, there was, like, a lot of fun stuff. And like I said, the movie kicks off just trying to run as fast as yeah. it can through everything. And even when you, you know, you've got he <laughs> – so Chris Pratt is Star-Lord, <laughs> who's – we. Right. We watch him early on as his uh, his mother dies of cancer. He runs out of the hospital and gets abducted by aliens. Yeah. Who, uh, you know, his mother has claimed, sort of, that 
his father was an alien. Right. Uh, we get like kind of a strange reference to that, and then we get we get a bunch of people sitting around a bed thinking that she's being delusional right. because she's dying right. of cancer and everything. And uh, he, so he gets abducted by aliens, and then fast forward to parts that we've seen in the trailer where he's getting this orb. He's like Indiana Jones now. Yeah, like he's right. basically hunting for this thing. He's yeah. uh, he's on this like dead planet, and and then we get a mix of like really cool technology and crazy stuff happening. Like he's got this weird thing that like shows you the past of right. the planet or something, which is that was cool, really cool, really and also really cool that they don't say anything about it. Yeah, they just because you're it, just supposed to believe everything you see and right. accept it. And, goes, I, and I did. This, I was like, this "That's is cool. how this works." Right. And that would be really neat. And uh, and there's this ball that he's stealing yep. that you like see in the trailer and everything. And uh, and he fancies himself Star Lord. Yeah, <laughs> and calls himself that, and calls himself like. A famous criminal. With the nobody perfect, else, nobody else seems you know, to like and, him as and, a famous criminal. And I love how one of the things that was really enjoyable is this is like an easy character who's ripped off from everyone, from Han Solo to you know anything in between, and he he delivers the lines with the perfect amount of just like petulance and impatience, and almost like a Captain Jack Sparrow thing. Cause he's like, right, right. He's like. Oh. Dude, I'm Star Lord. Right. You know, and I'm like, that's perfect. That that's how you right. have to and, be. And the way that happens, where he says, like at first he just says his name. Right. Yeah. And they says, well, okay, you uh, might know you me guys. as Star Lord. And they're yeah. like, who? Yeah. Oh, dude, come on. Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, so anyway, then as we're running along, right, then uh, various people want him because right. some people want the orb. Yep. And uh, Rocket Raccoon and Groot w- just want the reward money. Of, yeah. There's a bounty on his head now, and then there's you know then they're fighting with Gamora and this whole back and forth. And I thought that action scene was actually really cool too because it gave you a lot of like he just flies by the seat of his pants and comes up with a way to get out of things. Yeah. But he's not like Mr. Super Badass at no. all. He's no. just like he will find a way out of things. Yeah. And it was a really good action scene, I thought, for kind of delivering that. I like love just that his, scene. All he's good at, really, is like escaping. <laughs> right, and, yeah. And getting away he's from He's got him, all these right? little like little oil slicks and ejection seats. Right. Like he basically has something on hand at the right moment when it looks like he's in a lot of trouble. But that whole thing when he's trying to sell, you know, that both there and on the planet when he's trying to sell the orb too. Like I love just how I'm sitting there and I'm watching the film and I'm like, I got no idea who's can, who can do what. Right. It's like seeing the X-Men, but not knowing anything about but, their superpowers. No, no oh, you can fly. Okay. Right. Oh, you can just turn things dice. That's convenient. Right. Like everybody had all these different things on hand and I was just eating it up. I was loving it. I'm like, man, this is so fun, original and just right. And like breakneck speed. The only bad thing about that for me. So anyway, then they go to prison. That's where they find Drax. Right. Then they've got to escape from prison. Right. Then it's like they're in prison and they have to escape. And it's like the you know universe's hardest prison to escape from. And you right. know it's like thirty five minutes later. Yeah, Rocket's like, like I'm real out of here. Yeah, he's like I'm, I'm <laughs> easily getting out of here. This is no problem. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's all he does is escape. Yeah. It's it's like uh, you know Rocket Raccoon is MacGyver. Yeah, and uh, Star Lord is uh, that kid from the Goonies. Who's yeah, just, basically, who's Data, got his, you know, who's yeah. got his oil slick right. and can throw little yeah. gadgets at you and crap. Awesome. And uh, but there's a weird, I guess, kind of dichotomy of the people that I liked and didn't like. Like Groot was great. Yeah, because Groot would just keep having new powers at you. Yeah, he would. Anything just, you needed, Groot could do it. He would like, just basically. be able to have a new power, but also. You never knew what he was going to do. Yeah. You didn't know he was going to use any power to help you at any no. time. He's, I am Groot. Right. You know? and, right. And somehow, what a great thing, too. And somehow Rocket Raccoon can magically understand what he's saying. That's, an, that's a perfect throwback. I felt, really cool. You know, this, isn't, this isn't coined only from Star Wars, but you know how Han always knows what Chewie says. Right, Everyone, exactly. you know, Luke always seems to know what R2 is being they, they moaning about. They were very it. Han and Chewie in that, their, those in their are great own moments. special Those way. are great moments when, he, when Vin Diesel's basically just like, I am Groot. And he's like, what do you mean we're going back? Right, You know, exactly. and he's like, oh, man, I love that. That, that, that was, was pricelessly 
funny stuff. That was really good, and Rocket Raccoon was good in his general demeanor, yeah. and, you know, there's one part later on in the movie, he's like, great, now we're all standing up. <laughs> right. Is yeah, everyone happy? Yeah, I'm up right. too. Good, let's go. But then on the yeah. flip side of Groot, right, yep. for me anyway, was Drax. Yeah. Because you never knew what he could do, or if he could do anything, right. or if he was just a really muscly guy. Right. And he didn't right. really get any, uh, you know, and his character was a lot more just like he's really literal man and like I love, he took you know, everything very literally but yeah. does he have any powers right or can he do anything drax's whole first few scenes though i like dave batista you know i think he's a charismatic guy he's he's gonna do action films for a while but his first few scenes were kind of I felt like they, they either needed to redo them or they picked the worst dailies from them because he seemed really dry and I didn't get the humor. And he's really one of the funniest people in the film because he doesn't understand colloquial language. Right. So when he's like, you know, I'm going to kill you, he's like, no, you're not. I won't be dead. Right. You know, in, 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 in his naive way of looking at things because he doesn't understand hyperbole or exaggeration. He's a riot, but man, those first like five minutes with him are flat. But yeah, they were. And not, then later, and then and, and then it, like a half hour later, he's a different heart of the film in the way that Groot kind of is, and they all kind of do have a, a swing. But but in a way, I really loved him more by the end of the film than I ever cared the first twenty minutes I saw. Right, him. and was there weird. was there was something that like kind of shifts yeah. after a little while where. Uh, you know the way he speaks, and we're we're super focused on the fact that the way he speaks is he takes everything outrageously literally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But and after a while, it makes sense, and yeah. it's being delivered better. Yeah. But like the first few times we see him, it's almost like his superpower is just being a smartass. Right. Like, <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's not that he doesn't understand you. It's like he's going to pretend he doesn't understand you right. just to be a smartass or something. And right. you're like. That didn't like come across exactly on. the way that it seemed. But he, he but also actor, you don't get anything about him right. except that he's weird looking. You know, he's muscled. not he's not like the Hulk or right. something where he's right. super super. He, he right. genuinely, for the first time in the movie, though he makes up for it later. Um, not Drax the character, but the guy playing him, Batista. He he looked like he was out of his element. He looked like they cast the wrong guy at first. Like he looked like he was just reading off a cue card. Right. And it was awkward. And I don't know if maybe the next time I see the film and I'll definitely see it again, it'll seem less because I know what he gets into later. But man, right. that was rough. It took me out of the movie for a minute. Well, and it it's weird. And it's strange because, uh, you might say we're being a little hard on him because well, what he's supposed to do is basically like be flat. Yeah. And, and he does it and and, but, gi and give nothing. Yeah. Right. But later in the movie, he does it and way does better, it well. way better. Yeah. <laughs> and at the beginning, yeah. not so great, yeah. but, but anyway, but anyway, it is still pretty funny. <laughs> uh, even though maybe it's not the best it could be, but it still was pretty good. But the whole part where, he doesn't understand the like yeah. slicing your yeah, he's throat like, with a finger. Yeah. Why would I why, why would I, I touch his throat? throat? <laughs> or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's when it started to warm up a bit. I was like, this could be really fun. There's right. a lot of mileage to that. And uh and that was, Especially with Star Wars That was my favorite knife. Yeah. <laughs> he like <laughs> Right. I like your knife, with, I'm keeping it. With someone like Star Lord around who just throws out words with no abandon, because he's got a jetpack, he'll just fly away if you get right. mad. Like those two as a dynamic are really, really good. Right. So and, uh, you know, there's so much going on with all of these, you know, it's almost like the superpowers these people might have are completely irrelevant. Right. What, what we really have is like the five most divergent characters you could imagine, yeah. Yeah. you know, I mean, because you've got like Groot who you never know what's going on. Yeah. And he can apparently do almost anything, right. which is – I think it's really weird and cool that someone came up with Groot in the yeah. first place Yeah, because he's a tree. Yeah. And yet somehow that makes you the baddest-ass thing there he's is like, in the universe. I keep expecting right? him to just turn into Swamp Thing, like just this deity, right. this awesome like fauna lord. But... Right. But, but you never know where he's going to go. No. And it's like as you like progress in the plan – Yeah. Or wherever you're trying to go or whatever the – wherever the action leads us at any given moment, 
it's like you always kind of have to look over your shoulder and go, is he still coming with us? Yeah, right. like, I, don't I, don't even know I, yeah I don't even know if he's hungry or right. wants to leave us forever. I don't know what, if he's yeah. on board with this or what he's doing. And there's a yeah. moment, we're not, we're not at it yet going through it, but there's a moment later when he does something. And he, it's just they, they could write him to do anything. You right. know, it's like, oh, he's going to you know, grow on fire now or whatever. He, right. But he's doing something and Rocket is like, don't do it. No, we don't need it. And I'm like, I'm buying it. And right. in another movie, I'd be like, that's the worst setup for writing because you just now can do whatever you want anytime. You know, right. pick up a rock and make it a cannon. You do right. whatever. But in this moment, because of the fun, the speed, the pacing, the characters, it all works. It's really and, enjoyable. And especially because of the way that he, that, you know, Groot is so, like, almost empty as yeah. a character because you just, you know, he just sits there. Or, and, or and, like you said, like and, and he, he just moves, or he'll. He, there's a couple times where he grins, and his grin is so. He's like a gentle giant. He's right, just this right. perfect grin. And then, like what you're, you're getting to that point where they're talking about the plan, and he's just like, "Oh, we need this battery. I'm gonna go get it." Right. And while they're discussing when they got to do it, right. like, he yeah, just we need wander, the battery last. He just wanders away. Now he's like, "Well, I guess we got the battery. Let's go first. We'll, <laughs> right. we'll do it quick." I mean, that's so just hilarious. Now we'll improvise. He's right. so he's so interesting. Yeah. Right. And it's actually a very cool uh, thing in the, I think, kind of uh, setting up exactly what level of goofy you're going to be right. in the movie. Yeah. Because, you know, which I think almost the whole way through this movie, it really nails being exactly as goofy as it wants to be. Like, yeah. we have had, not even that long ago, we've been talking about movies where we'd say, you know, the first the first third of the movie is crazy goofy, right? And then the ne- and then all of a sudden you're being really serious, yeah. And then you know you do a couple of goofy things, and then all of a sudden nothing makes sense at all, right? And it's, it's like rails, pick yeah. something right. somewhere. And this movie I think has, you know, whenever you have to play a part that's kind of serious because you know the destruction of the universe is kind of serious, and we should be a little bit serious, a little, yeah. But it still manages to do it in a way right. that it's okay for this movie to be this level of goofy. And yeah. I think that part, the way that's filmed, yeah. is like a perfect example really great. of yeah. going, look, this is where we are. Right. So don't get any more serious about yeah, things. Right. Because they're just sitting there and we're like looking at him head on talking awesome. about it. And we watch him wander away. Into the background. And, and we visible. know exactly yeah. what he's going to do. Right. And we, you know, I mean... Yeah. And it's just, it's such a perfectly filmed it, it, scene for just going, okay, look, this is what we're doing. Right. And we're not, just because we have a plan and it's the end of the universe, right. we're not switching gears and no. becoming like crazy Super serious. serious. Movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I just love, love I love a part of it too, because all the characters in their silliness or in their seriousness have an elasticity and they're not allowed to really go outside of it. You're not going to break character just to sell a joke or sell a moment. Right. And for me, the fun was, you know, not because it always has to come up, but for me, the fun was that he wasn't pandering. None of them were, like Jar Jar Binks is. You know, when you see a character that completely panders and then just removes you from the enjoyment of the scene because it's trying too hard, like, I I, I love that moment when he just stands up. He's like, I'll go get it. Right, right. I know... I know more about him, and he does. Like you said, he's just silent. He's like a mime. He doesn't do anything except whatever needs to be done, and says one word, uh, three words, right? And it conveys everything you need to know perfectly. And and, and at it's any awesome. given point, and uh, you know the relationship with him and Rocket, yeah, is actually I think massively more complex than it seems, or than anybody is going to think it is. And you don't know anything about their story. Like right. I said, no, right. no one tells you anything about any of these characters. Yeah. You don't know how the hell did they wind up together. Right. And how did they ever meet in the first place? What's a group? Where does it come from? <laughs> yeah. And Rocket Raccoon, we at least get something about him. Yeah. It's, right. it's like uh, him and Star-Lord, we actually get, get a little a bit, bit of something. And we know that Rocket was like an experiment and, uh, yep. you know, whatever. But still, how does that lead you to finding Groot and being with right. him? Right. But, you know, like there's this, when they first get to the prison, you get a really good scene that explains a lot about the relationship between the two of them because somebody uh, starts getting in Star-Lord's face. Yeah. And Groot just walks up and <laughs> takes care of him, right? Yeah. 
But you don't know that he's going to do that. No. And you you can't, uh, you know, there's no, like, going, Groot, handle this guy. Because right. you don't know right. what his response will be. You right. don't know if he will. You and don't you know if he will that, wander off. And you get right? the sense Star-Lord is looking for the exits quick. Right. He's like, right. this is a big problem now. I don't even know. Oh, right. wait, there's Groot. You and, know? Then, and then Rocket Raccoon's role is to, all he does is just, Follow along with, yeah. with so as soon as he does that, so then Rocket Raccoon's like he's with us yeah. and don't <laughs> and mess with, with us, yeah, right. and, and then all of a sudden he's like this big mouthpiece yeah. of the whole situation, as though he were somehow in control of what Groot would do, right? Even though actually he just has to watch what Groot does and go, all right, do that. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're doing, Keep and, and like yeah. run with it. Yeah, and they. There are a couple of different scenes throughout the movie where they have that like dynamic in such a genuine way right. that it yeah. comes through, and it's so much more complicated and than man, it seems. And, and it's all because of everything you see. Like this, this sounds ridiculous, but you know, seeing here, Vin Diesel and Bradley Cooper voicing the guys are amazing, and they right. do the right jobs. But these are two CGI characters. Like, there's no right, physical. It's right. not like great chemistry between somebody and somebody else. This is like just green screen, right? And it's amazing. You right. know, it's really, really interesting and surprising. And there's, uh, you know, that's uh, speaking of giving away the Blu-ray and stuff. Yeah. I predict it's not. It's not like <laughs> hard to predict or anything. But right. this is going to be like a really cool Blu-ray because I think when so. you start getting a bunch of the behind the scenes yeah. of this stuff and. And what? Where was Bradley Cooper ever? Right. And where was Vin Diesel ever? Yeah. And and you know, there's already pictures of like Vin Diesel walking around on stilts and like saying "I am Groot" and like yeah, getting into different it. languages That's awesome. and crap like that. But when you when you actually get to see some of the behind the scenes stuff of how they made any of this happen, yeah. it's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah. Stuff. And yeah. even stuff that. A lot of the times it's kind of a throwaway, like deleted scenes or extended scenes right. or, you know, what at five different alternate endings right, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But when this comes out, I'm going to be interested to yeah, actually watch all features. of the stuff that yeah. comes in the special features because some of it is so crazy. Yeah. Especially like some of the scenes where if you like break out of the movie and look at it and try to think about it and go – like, is there anything there, or right. is it just a guy? Everything in, yeah. in a, in a green yeah. screen, and like, how do you act like that? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I think uh, I think there's so much fun in it. The only things that I didn't, another thing that I didn't like actually was uh, I didn't like the way that when they're finally going to like destroy that planet, yeah. and you've got super bad guy, whatever his name is, right. And uh, and he's got the power of the Infinity Stone right. and the Ronan and blah blah blah. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Whatever it is, and uh, and Doctor Who's girlfriend is his daughter, and <laughs> whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, Karen Gillan, I yeah. think, is her name. Um, she was actually pretty good, except that she was kind of wasted. A little it, wasted. It was, it was like we didn't really give yeah. her enough to chew on, right. really, to be anything other than somewhat generic. She was kind of henchman, person, henchwoman right? kind of thing, but she wasn't a level villain. You know what right. I mean? Like a level one bad guy or anything. And, she and was just there. You know, the problem with that too is I think that what they did actually give to her and Gamora mm-hmm. as daughters of Thanos, right. I thought what they, what they did actually manage to give them was only enough to make you hate the fact that they didn't give them more. Because there was actually some cool stuff going on there because they both apparently hate Thanos. Right. They, uh, uh, you know, uh, Karen Gillan, I'm not even sure what her name is, her character's name is. Um, But so she's the one who, like, remains bad. Gamora actually gets into the whole thing because she's decided to betray uh, Ronan and Thanos. Right. And they're, they're both... Thanos' daughters in the sense of, you know, he destroyed their civilizations and took them and tortured them and made them and said, you're my daughter. Yep. But for the most part, they both go along with it because they've been tortured and brainwashed enough to go along with it, except that they both hate him, both want to kill each other. And like, there's all this like stuff going on and all you get of it is just enough to go, 
I wish we would get more of that. Right. Or it, you know, if you're going to talk about it that much, then talk about it talk more. Talk about it enough. Right. Otherwise, don't talk about it at all. For me, it was the, for, there, this is this is there were little splots going on. For me, I agree. There was there was a time there. Even though you have a ton of characters, even even ancillary characters like the people on the planet, like John C. Riley, Glenn Close. Right, like, right, these right. are huge names that are very bit parts. Right. You got all these people, and you're trying to customize them and characterize them and do all the work. But at, at some point, with like Nebula, for example, I basically know who she is because she's wearing the black hat. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, just put the cowboys on one side and the Indians even on the other, Ronan, and I'll do it. Even it, Ronan, it, to an extent, is yeah, pretty much like that too. And even even on that level, like, there's a moment later where because it's been so effective for the first portion of the film, anyway. When, when everybody goes from kind of being at each other's throats or having their own, like Groot and Rocket are together, but Drax is on his own and Star-Lord's just looking for a way to get out of here, make some money. You know, everybody's right. doing these things. It's almost like they walk around a corner and they're like, no, we're besties. Right. We're, right. we're together. And I was like, you're doing so well to get to that point. Don't just sacrifice the point. Like just a little nudge and you've got it. But it just jumps. And there it went a little downhill, right. not just because of that, but then there's a lot of things that are just going on, and you've got to follow the dots because you've connected them so far. And, and so it, fine, you have to do it. You've got to do it, but yeah. it, was, it wasn't the same feeling. And it's like you described it really well. You're like, look, we're going really, really fast, and then we just hit the brakes, and there's a lot of talking. Whereas in other films, it, not just because it's like Star Wars or even Firefly, which I thought was a, you know, it's like a more apt example in my mind, um, basically just because of the spacefaring stuff, but... You usually have all that dialogue when you're flying somewhere. Right. And these guys are constantly flying, but we cut a scene, and then all of a sudden there's a beautiful, but we just and then it was beautiful, and it just right. says, nowhere zone. And right. then they're, they're just flying in. They're like, okay, let's go get this. And I'm like, right. you guys could have done a lot of legwork in between. Right. And it just was a decision. I, it didn't work for me. All yeah. The time. I, I feel but. like, ultimately, if we'd have made this movie and made it, Instead of going, so like it's two hours long, instead of going for like a solid hour at a sprint and yeah. then and then basically like just sitting there for half an hour while we catch our breath so that we can start jogging again towards the end. Right. If they would have just mixed that up a just little a bit. Just a little bit, yeah. You know, it would have ultimately all come together a little bit better. But the thing that I wanted to say about uh, that I didn't like was, um, so Ronan ultimately gets to the planet where he's going to destroy it. And I, I'm not sure if this is absolutely connected to the comics, and so that's why we kind of have these visual ideas. Yeah. But when they did that thing where they have these little ships that make a net to keep yeah, yeah. this gigantic <laughs> ship from reaching the surface, I just thought, like, you know, now this is like some sort of scooby-doo or something i mean this is like <laughs> what kind of crazy yeah. freakish idea and and the real problem for me with that if we would have had like this was this crazy peace-loving society and this is like all we could come up with was try to stop them <laughs> right and, and maybe this will work but they can't beat into our heads enough that these are like two civilizations who have been at war for, for eons, a long time. Right. Yeah. And they got something else <laughs> that they could do. Than a fishing net, when, basically. When some ship suddenly shows up and tries to land on their planet, they got something else right. that they could do about it. Right. And it just seems so kind of goofy. And especially because, you know, with the number of ships that they need to make this net, well, at some point, just you could just shoot at the guy right. like you were doing right. before, right? I mean, there's like yeah. a jillion little ships making a net, yeah. and it just made for like a kind of goofy. It was like we now we went a little too goofy, yeah, and just for not really getting anything out of it anyway. You yeah. know, there's some yeah. other way to do that. Right. And and another thing that I kind of didn't like that seemed like a negative to me, and maybe if I saw it in 3D, I would go, oh, no, it's it's pure awesome. Right. And, and I, you know, I rescind my negative thought of that, was there was a lot of this flying around spaceshipy stuff yeah. that just seemed like we're just doing it because we want to show off 3D. Like, the right. whole scene is just all laid out and designed and the special effects created just to have some 3D shiny. Yeah. And 
And if you're not watching it in 3D, you're just going, well, I, there's a lot of balls there's flying that, around, right, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. And it just it just seemed like a little too, I don't know, a little too like kind of just trying to sell the popcorn tickets for a few minutes when it didn't yeah. need to be doing that. Right. And it and it was so it was so like chaotic that you know once you get to that amount of chaos in the war, then it's like the plan you have is. You know, if one thing flies in the wrong direction, then the whole plan is dead yeah. because no one else can do anything about it. And I don't know that that right. whole part at the end was just a little, a little, a little forced, overly weird. done yeah. and forced. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but other than that, other than all of the ripping the movie apart that we've been doing, but I was Did really they, surprised you know, to be sitting there having that much fun. And yeah. like like we said at the beginning, it's just so weird that the trailer refuses to tell you anything about the plot because, yeah. you know, like you said, when the trailer refuses to tell you about the plot, it's usually because people involved are not real confident that their plot yeah. will get you into the theater. Or, or you know, it's going to be – it's not like the crying game or anything weird like, you know, the usual suspects, but it might be something like – Looper, where you still get the plot, but it's not real nuanced because that's part of the fun of seeing it. But this was just like I'm supposed to buy this, and you don't get the whole toy line. Right. For me, when we, I mean, I know of the comic, but as far as separating that, because I don't know how the transition worked. You know, the film just looked like it wanted to take a talking raccoon and a sarcastic Captain Kirk and a weird alien girl and a big rock and a tree, and you know, and just make them make me pay for it because they said so. Right. And there's so much more to it. You know, and I was, and we've said this going back. I'm so happy I was wrong about my feeling about the film because it was the oh, film yeah. that we've been waiting for like two months for. Like this is a summer film. This should have been a July Fourth opening, and it would have just killed everything. Right. And it, it's nice to have. And it's killing stuff anyway. It's killing so stuff they don't anyway. Care. Right. But I just feel like <laughs> I, as a as a movie fan, had to endure a lot of stuff between now and when it should have opened up because there's. There was nothing to be afraid of with this film. This thing should have gone right, right up against and, everything. And it, and so, like we said, it's so weird. weird summer, though, it's so weird, weird that these are the trailers because yeah, because so, you can't get a lot of hope out of this trailer. No, you know? I mean, and it almost makes you think when you first start seeing this trailer. Yeah, you know, it, it's just like okay, Chris Pratt right dances around and you know, flips off people who arrest him or whatever. Right, I right. mean, it doesn't show you anything except there are some gags that will happen in this movie. Yeah. That's all you know. Yeah. You don't know right. that there's a plot or anything. And it just makes you think like, you know, mm. Marvel bought some closed down giant factory in right. China right. that used to make a doll that looks kind of like a tree. Right. So they got so now we it. own that. Right. So yeah. we got to do something yeah. so that we'll sell a Jillian Groot dolls. Right. And, and then you actually get a really good movie out of it. In a, like, in a really strange way, that thing that we like to do now on the show, which is, did the trailer show you the film you were going to get? Kind of, yeah. I mean, a lot, no. Except but no. Still, kind of, yeah. But <laughs> right. still, like, you get... Those scenes are very prominent in the film, and you see them, and they're endearing, and they're good. They're just like they are in the trailer. But, man, the trailer short sells this thing hard. Yeah, and I think the problem... And I think that's a weird gamble. I don't think they meant to do that. I just think they thought, let's throw all the funny things in of people, and I'm so glad I, I, I the trailer we got... Whoever's in charge of marketing yeah. did not think that highly of this. They didn't know what they had. And, and th- yeah, yeah, I mean, there's no way. Yeah. And the thing that's weird... Uh, you know, the trailer. Oh man! Then go see the movie because you're gonna <laughs> like the it. movie, right? Yeah, right. But there are a lot of people out there who would like this movie yeah. who are not gonna go right. because the trailer looks stupid. And, and now it's got the success of having a killer box office weekend. There's fun word of mouth. One of the things that people keep saying is it's just fun. And that's right. going to get people eventually, but you, you had a different box office weekend on your hand if you had somebody who knew what this was going to be like right. and, and did it accordingly. I mean, I know, I know there are tons of people who would ultimately walk out of this and go, yeah, that was, yeah. That was fun, right. and right. I liked it, who are not real likely to go, well, I have to go see it, yeah, based right. on the based marketing on that they're gone. getting. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, so we're uh, getting low on time. So we're yeah. uh, we're gonna give away the Blu-ray, and yeah, right. uh, you know, I guess what's I, your big keyword? I, I'm, I'm just I'm gonna I go. Think with, I know. I'm gonna go with Groot. Is a Groot? I thought it would be I am Groot, but yeah, that's good enough. Yeah, Groot, well, Groot's whatever. Awesome. But you got to spell Groot right. That's with it's. Uh, yeah, if you don't spell it right, you're out. So email us. Yeah, email us. You can email us like questions at areyouscreening.com or markeesman at areyouscreening.com or go to areyouscreening.com, hit the contact. Yeah, that'll do it. Tab and you'll get to yeah, a yeah. form where you where it just automatically emails us and uh, just tell us you want to enter. Say Groot. It's awesome. Boom. Done. This one I'm going to say uh, will officially end though on September 1st. So you got like uh, you got a whole month. you got the whole month yeah, cool. for people to listen to things who nice. don't listen to us live. Yep. Who and you got time to catch up right. on the <laughs> the shows yeah. because you're a couple of weeks behind. Yep. And still be able to enter. So. And email. So there you go. Yeah. And uh, next week, there will be a great movie lined up. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> next week, I'm not sure what we're, what we're doing. We're not but sure there's, yet. There's but, I mean, several there's, indie things coming out next week. And a few there's always, of them. A few of them that I've already seen, actually. Yeah. But, and then there's always Megan Fox's TMNT. So. That's not next week, is it? Yeah. Already? Yeah, I, didn't, I, I thought know. that was still a couple weeks away. Anyway. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, and be sure to share and subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher and all the other various places you can check us out. And tell your friends that they have to listen, too. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minion! More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.